everyone, and welcome back to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. And uh, today is uh, Thursday, September 29, the 4th of Tishrei, which, so we're four days into, well, Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. was four days ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of your co-hosts, Netanel Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co-host. Uh, Julia Olson, assistant editor here at the American Israelite. It's kind of like all wrapped up today. It's You're... very cold. Oh, well, we turned the heaters on. I know, it's, it's fall You're... weather. <laughs> it's fall weather. You're still cold. It's like giant scarf season. For giant me. scarf season. Until about March, this is my uniform. Now, so, <laughs> do, you, do you do the thing with the scarf where you do it, you loop it, and then you go back through, and then you loop it back through, and you do the loop thing? No, uh, I wear it like a shawl, like an old lady. Like a shawl. I'm like, freezing. A shawl like a shawl. Like, like, like a tallis. Like a booby. It's like a tallis. <laughs> it's like a tallis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bubby. Bubby is here with us. Gotta stay warm. <laughs> trying to stay warm. Well, it's not that bad. I'm actually going to get up to like 60. It was, I was driving and the, the, uh, they did the uh, weather and they said it's uh, 60 now. Okay. But it's supposed to get up to like 68, 69 later. Oh, that's nice. So it's going to warm up All a little right. bit. And tomorrow it's going to be like 70. Okay. So it's yeah. going to, it, it's like it just hit. Yeah, it really You know what did. I mean? It was like I was kayaking on, not, Tuesday, but a week ago Tuesday, mm-hmm. a week ago last week, and it was, and the, everybody was like, we got to go, we got to go, we're going. I said, no, I don't know, I just got done with Rosh Hashanah, I'm, you know, it's just, went to the printer today, I'm just so burned out, mm-hmm. I need some time to decompress, like, oh, well, you got to go kayaking with us, it was like 89 yeah, degrees, and we're in like, you know, I'm like in short sleeves, I'm in shorts, and, you know, and everything, and everybody's all in shorts, we went out to uh, Cowan Lake, and we, it was like, it was it was warm. I was like eighty nine degrees. Get home. Then it was like a next day yeah. or two. It just dropped. it just dropped like thirty. I mean, like twenty degrees. It just was like crazy. boom, twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was like cold and windy, and it just and it stayed cold. Mm-hmm. It has not gotten. It's gotten really kind of. It's kind of cold out there. Yeah. It's like it's a little nippy. Yeah, I, you know. I'm and pretty, I'm going to the game tonight, oh. and I'm kind of worried because uh, I, you know, should I wear my cold weather gear or should I wear my warm weather gear? But like. Layer, layer up, you know. Cold weather, definitely. Okay, cold weather. Well, anyway, I got roped into going to the game tonight, um, so I'm not happy about that. But they better win. If they, if I'm going to the game, they better <laughs> win tonight. And you'll, you're not the only person with that sentiment. Yeah. I'm sure in the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> so, <laughs> with all anyway, of you I'm there. just letting everybody know today here at the office. I will be running late tomorrow. I will come in, but I will be late. All right. So don't wait up for me. <laughs> All right, so our news this week is, uh, our top story is C.J. Gossage, mm-hmm. who's a friend of yours. Yeah, he's a fellow student at HUC, getting PhD, a PhD. PhD, getting a yep, PhD. Started in uh, 2021, mm-hmm. so. So he's uh, got a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. Still in All coursework, right. on comps, on dissertation. It's he's a very ended. nice guy. He was yeah. actually out here for the, our, our uh, company lunch, mm-hmm. uh, of which the photo of me looks like I'm like, like swatting, a, eating a fly or something. It I don't looks know what like you're giving us all instructions. It <laughs> felt really like par for the course. Yeah, what's <laughs> going on here? It felt pretty good. Well, actually. anyway, so CJ is, so I had this idea and um, I kind of, we needed someone to do a, write about it. So my idea was, why don't we do an, a series of articles mm-hmm. on Jews by choice? Mm-hmm. And I think there's like some prizes going to be won here. I was going to give it to you, but then we came up with CJ, so. It might be like some Pulitzers. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking oh, like yeah, State, of Ohio, a, a State of Ohio, a, a jour- uh, journalism awards. I definitely think it's we're going to win some awards for it. Well, I that's definitely exciting. Think so. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it will. should be a really interesting. Because who who would think of it? You know, who yeah. would think of that? Number one, and also, 
to write about it, like, you know, how did you grow up, where you're from, your background and all that, and then what brought you to Judaism? Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to find after we've done 10 to 15 of them that there's kind of like a common theme that yeah. there. I think there is probably. Like, what drew you to Judaism from whatever religion you practiced all your life? Right. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. There's it'll a lot of opportunities. So that, that there. starts next that starts this month coming mm-hmm. up October. Next month. Well, it's yep. still September now. <laughs> so, but it's it's going to be very interesting. I think people will find it really fascinating and uh, hopefully they'll they'll like it. I think that the, I think the readers are going to like it. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Oh, coming soon is our medical issue top doctors which is coming up uh, Thursday, October 13th, so get that together. True. And as flu season approaches, always good to know a good doctor. Lucy? I said flu season, not oh, Lucy. Flu season. flu season. I thought you said Lucy. I was thinking about Lucy and the great pumpkin. Oh, that's and, right. And Charlie Brown, and she moves the ball, and he <laughs> falls down <laughs> yeah. and goes on his, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. that's what I've been thinking about that a lot, because every place I go, they have pumpkins, and there's like a... Sign on the side that says Charlie Brown's that's, Great Pumpkin yeah, the Patch. Great pumpkin. Yeah. 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 Great Pumpkin. All right. So you want to talk about the JCRC and AJC offer Congressional Election Forum? Uh, yeah. So they're going to offer a forum. Um, it's coming It's going to be along with Local 12 News Yeah, uh, this Monday, October 3rd. Mm-hmm. And uh, four U.S. congressional candidates are going to be participating in a forum answering questions. And that'll be um, Steve Shabbat and Greg Landsman. And then um, Congressman Warren Davidson and um, challenger Vanessa Enoch, which I think uh, it'll be really she's interesting. A doctor. Yeah, good, uh, good to get the informed voters. I think you know right. before we hit the polls. Right, and that's uh, so we vote in about a month. From, I think early voting starts like the twelfth or so, mm-hmm. October twelfth, like about yeah. a week away. So they're doing it now before early voting, and then we we go to the polls if mm-hmm. you haven't already voted in about a month. Yep, uh, November eighth. Yep. All right. That's really um, interesting. So HUC, JR, and Hillel Inter- International launch a groundbreaking new partnership. So as I was reading this, I was thinking that this is like a feeding of of potential people, the people that go through, you know, that are involved in Hillel on mm-hmm. campus, then might want to go to uh, become rabbin- you know, rabbinic, mm-hmm. rabbinic school mm-hmm. and vice versa that um, people that go through HUCJR and become rabbis, a lot of them go back to Hillel and, yep. and, and, and start their um, careers at Hillel's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great, uh, mm-hmm. a great partnership and a good way to like funnel students who are interested in that into HUC. I have a colleague who graduated a couple of years ago who's now working with Hillel at Rutgers. Right. Uh, so, I mean... It's a, I think it's, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Well, so when I went to Ohio U, um, was uh, Rabbi Lou Reeser. Okay. And it's really interesting because a couple years, he passed away a few years ago, like during COVID. And I saw that he has, he was working in, he was from Louisville. I didn't mm-hmm. know he was from Louisville because I was in Athens, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he was my rabbi there for many years. And then the year that I left, Guess who the rabbi that came in was Rabbi Irv Wise, who oh. was at Adith Israel. Sure. So I, I graduated in May. He came in August and mm-hmm. took over for Rabbi Lou, and then Rabbi Lou went on to a different pulpit. But I didn't know that until I got back and graduated, and then I, you know, I, I was, uh, spent some time with Irv Wise and got mm-hmm. to know him, and then I worked with him because of the paper, mm-hmm. and he was all about OU. I'm like, oh, you know, and I, we kind of figured out, oh, he, 
I left in May to graduate, mm-hmm. and he came, and you know, so it was just missed each it, other. <laughs> right, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah, it's great. A small world, I think. With, it is with a small Lowell, world. So, yeah. and yeah. HUC, you know, being a part of that, I think is is going to be great. Yeah. All right. So, um, all the winners. So last mm-hmm. week we had the winners, and yes. then we had another batch of winners last week for the first Rosh Hashanah, and then last week, and then this week, and I think we have some more this week, and maybe next week. And then that's that's all of the um, runners up of mm-hmm. the Rush Center. But we wanted to announce that in um, all the all the winners, all the runners up are all up on the walls, at, or they will be in the next day or two up uh, Mark's Hop, at Mark's Hot Bagels. Yeah, that'll be awesome if you want to go check Mark's out. Mark's Bagels. Mark's local, sorry, Mark's local Bagels. Artists. Yeah, Mark's Bagels. <laughs> all right, we did want to point out on page four in the um, last week's issue. It talked about the Feast of Gedalia, mm-hmm. which was yesterday, and it's actually the Fast right. of Gedalia. One might say the opposite of a feast. <laughs> yes, uh, that was, was my the mistake. Opposite of the feast. <laughs> it was a fast. Must have had lunch on the brain when I was making the calendar. <laughs> yeah, well, you had an E in there, <laughs> yeah. so you had an extra E. Mm-hmm. There was an extra E. If mm-hmm. the E had not been in there, it would have been okay. Been fine, but okay. I had to teach, you know, everybody. Every, you know, I go to services regularly, so every time I get to services, there's always somebody that comes up to me, <laughs> always. No matter what it is, they come up to me and go, oh, did you see page four, Ted? I'm like, <laughs> no. And then people will text me. You know, I get text, and uh, I got one from, you know, <laughs> they will go nameless. Mm-hmm. They, I don't, they'll mm-hmm. go nameless. They're anonymous. And they're like, did you know you got this, this, and this wrong? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. What's the correct thing? And I asked, you know, sure. I was, you know, I just have to play along. Okay. I, you sure. know, I have to go, you know, what's the correct? And they'll tell me, what, oh, okay, well, we'll fix that. Mm-hmm. We, I, you know, and I come back to the office and say, we'll fix it. At least we'll fix mm-hmm. it on the website. Next time you tell them, just blame it on your calendar, <laughs> Goy. I don't just blame it on me. No, I'm not doing that. No, no I have to work it. You know, you got to work them a little bit. Right, sure. Once they get it out of their system, they're mm-hmm. fine. And then they're always on it because, you know, it's like it gives them something to do every yeah. week. Well, and, I mean, and they read the paper. Readers, yeah. I mean, they I mean, they read that paper front, first, every word front. And I don't even read, you know, I don't. Well, <laughs> let me not say that. I won't say that. I won't do that. I he do read 99% <laughs> of everything. Um, yeah. But well, uh, just to people to know that our audience have they love this I mean, they, right they right. love the pa- they do they love the paper they yeah. love it and yeah, we're just uh, trying to do our best sometimes we <laughs> fall we, short we make, well we make yeah. mistakes I mean we're human that's right we're normal um, <laughs> also um, Rock Run Academy is having a Sukkot uh, Fall Festival market and that's coming up Sunday October 9th mm-hmm. uh, from one to four. And they're going to have vendors and pumpkins, train rides, boo- food, balloon art, crafts. I, I'll try to go there. I don't know if there's a football game that day because we play. I think we play. No, we play. That's next week's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're playing. No, that's what I'm talking about tonight. So we do play somebody next Thursday. I mean, but I think it's a late game on okay. uh, Sunday. So, well, I right now everybody's putting their sukkah up. Right. Okay. So, like, Rosh Hashanah hits, and you have to get all the stuff out of the sukkah for the out of the basement, and you get everything out or the garage, and you start putting. So, we have a game tonight at the Bengal. So, ninety percent of people will be putting their sukkah up starting Sunday morning. Okay. Um. So you know, start putting your sukkah up, and then you finish up next next Sunday, mm-hmm. the ninth, and then sukkah starts. Right. 
and the lulav and the etrog, you know. Mm-hmm. The oh yeah, shaking. Yeah, we do lulav. it at HUC. Do, do they do the sh- like they oh, shaking yeah. of the shaking of the oh, yeah. lulav and the etrog? Oh yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Of now, course. Yeah, about the saying the prayer. Stuff laying around. You say the prayer with the pitam down to begin with. Oh, that I didn't know. Okay, and then you flip the piton. Well, I'm sure over. my rabbinical colleagues know well, they, that. Well, they, they I should. Uh, and then they, yeah, they, okay. Yeah. Just checking with I'm you. Usually just there because there's a barbecue too. There's a, there's a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought. You, wait a minute. Back up. Now you were saying that you're a vegetarian, but every chance you get to eat some 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 <laughs> some barbecued meat, you eat the barbecued wait meat. A there's there is plant based meat that actually oh, grills up real tasty. <laughs> Okay. And I don't mind a grilled zucchini here and there. Um. So the guy from Beyond Meat got in trouble last week. What for? Okay, so he went to the University of Arkansas game. I mm-hmm. forget who it was. It was a university somebody against somebody. Mm-hmm. And he was leaving, and he got in some big fight with some guy, like, in the parking lot. Uh-oh. And he got arrested. Oh, my God. A COO of Beyond Meat. Yeah, oh. that was in the paper, like, this week. Oh, jeez. He got in a little trouble. Little trouble. Not all vegetarians are pacifists. <laughs> so I actually, um, so if you remember about a year ago, that's when Beyond Meat and Impossible mm-hmm. Meat came out. Mm-hmm. And so I bought some stock in Beyond Meat. Ooh. Everybody's like, oh, this is the future. This is the future. This, mm-hmm. oh, I think it was like $150 a share. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know how much it is today? Less than that. Just take a guess. Twenty five dollars a share. About forty five. <laughs> That's crazy. I I buy. I I always have a stock it, of it in my freezer. Okay. Like, well, so, so I'm not supporting the market here. Well, I but I so everybody was like so hyped up on it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just went. You know, it kind of yeah found its level. The same thing with like CBD stock and Mar- I, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, remember all that. And I bought some stock in this one mutual company, which sure. was like uh, CBD and all this kind of crap. And it was, it, start, it started at like 20. It's down to like six. <laughs> I know. So, since when so, is there so, not money in Well, but marijuana? see, they, they <laughs> it's kind of the, there's so much competition oh, for sure. it. Oh, sure. And, and, and it's on every, all the over the place now that mm-hmm. there's no, they don't have like a, like a monopoly in the market so that there's so much, that it's, it's like saturated. It's saturated. Yeah. yeah. Now maybe eventually it'll start going back up again. Mm-hmm. It might take a couple of years, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that's just one of one of my bad investments. Can't all be winners. No. All right. Um, young leaders travel to D.C. to mark the two-year anniversary of Abraham Accords, which is this is really good to see. Oh yeah, this was a big deal. This was really a fun read. Um, to see, you know, the Abraham Accords, not just a political agreement, but person to person. Yes. You know? And and it, I, I found it really um, inspiring mm-hmm. to read. And they're probably, hopefully, I think, because it's um, bipartisan, they're going to start increasing where they're doing that into mm-hmm. other places, too. Yeah. State Department, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a really positive read. Nice uh, when we don't get a lot of positive news. All right. And Aubrey Herman received the 20... 20- 2022 Five Star Wealth Manager Award. So we want to kudos to Aubrey Herman on um, this is, I think, the second or third or several years. For several years now, mm-hmm. he has been uh, winning this award um, for uh, being an excellent uh, wealth manager. Yeah. Congratulations. So if you have some extra money, he'd probably tell me yeah. to sell that beyond. Get rid of your CBD. <laughs> Get rid of that stuff immediately. <laughs> All right. Uh, Watchdog Group gives seven U.S. colleges and universities a failing grade in new anti-Semitism report. 
This was shocking. First of all, um, only three schools got an A, Brandeis, Tulane, and Penn, sorry, the University oh. of Pennsylvania. The schools that received a failing grade are Yale, Columbia, <laughs> Swarthmore, um, City University of New York's Brooklyn College, New York University, University of Southern California, and the University of California, Berkeley. There's a lot of Ivies in there. But oh. I think... Like, this w- really stuck out to me because we've talked, you know, when I've done the podcast before right, on right. anti-Semitism right. on college campuses. And, I mean, to get so many failing grades, it's really <laughs> shocking what these schools are doing. And you'd think Ivy League, you know, they you want to think they're progressive. You would think they would know better. But, no, yeah, right. I mean, it's just really yeah. not all they're cracked up to be. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a this was a shocking so read. wouldn't you also think that, and I hate to put this out there, but that – the Palestinians, the people that are the, you know, do you think they're targeting U.S. universities and then going in there with money and then fomenting stuff what's going on on campus? Where else can they? They couldn't come to like, you know, like any. That's like the prime place mm-hmm. to go if you go to high, high school. Who cares? Right. But go to the colleges where it's supposed to be open and you can talk about anything. Yeah. And they're targeting those places. I, I, that's my idea. I mean, you have kids who are 18 to 22 years old. Very, They're very, so impressionable. Yes. You know, so, I mean, it's hard to say, like, I don't know that there's one source. That's the problem with this is that yeah. you have so many different sources of people with anti-Semitic, you know, motivations trying right. to get into these young kids' brains. It's right. really, it's, and, and, and. Really, the downside here is the schools aren't doing anything to stop these incidents and so protect So they're going to probably have to have, like, the dean of students start taking this stuff on. Right. Otherwise, you're going to lose You're going to lose students. Yeah. People are going to not go there. Exactly. You know? All right. Um, and this is something I, I was talking about before, that uh, there are new security measures for the Orthodox synagogues that will, that will alert them to threats even on Shabbat. And so... There's a question in Orthodox shuls that also goes to then the Orthodox Union, the OU. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you allowed to do on Shabbat mm-hmm. or holidays when you can't have any electronic devices on your person? Right. So through Safe Cincinnati, which we have in Cincinnati, and they've been here and they've given us some advice on what we're supposed to do. We're, we're slowly doing them. Um, so... We have, at several of the synagogues, we have, like, a security patrol. Mm -hmm. And uh, they walk around the perimeter. They look for anything. They look for any package. They look for anything. They they welcome the people. So you do that. We also have uh, police officers Mm -hmm. on duty at all times during services. Whether it's, you know, and I'm not going to go into, you know, all the security protocol that I know about, but we do that. In addition, there is, um, they have a, it's called the magic button. Right. And if you're in charge of security patrol for that week, there's two, two where I go. There's a first hour and the second hour. Um, and you carry around this thing. Now, some really strict Orthodox will not allow you to carry this button. Yeah, the electronic button. Okay. Yeah. But now they have this device, which is a carry around thing, which is like a microphone that you can speak into mm-hmm. and say, send the police, 911. Mm-hmm. And that sends that signal to the dispatcher at that police station, and then that keys them to go there. Right. <coughs> and the so, company said they conferred with Orthodox rabbis, and the rabbis what, said that this would be legit. So yes, yes. 
One more security measure for our well, the guys. Thing, I think that's good. The other thing is is to save a life. Yeah. So if someone's there that's trying to do your harm, you're allowed to break Shabbos by pushing a button to save a life, or you're allowed to speak into the mm-hmm. the, the, the device uh, this uh, and relay and and say, you know, send the police, 911, mm-hmm. this location, we're, you know, come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give them direct instructions. You right. can do that. Yeah. Um, there are quite a few people that do conceal carry. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They don't tell you about it, but That's I know about it. That's why it's concealed. It. <laughs> right, right. But there are quite a, I mean, I'd say a lot, I, I, let's just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Um, I know more than I can probably say. And um, a lot of um, people that go to synagogue are packing. They're packing. I mean. Pack, pistol packing trends, mama. With the trends that we're seeing, I, <laughs> I feel like that's an understandable response. Well, they have to. Yeah. You know. All right. So I did want to reclassify. There is a story on page nine. Mm-hmm. A progressive Jewish group la- launches think tank to counter spread of right this is actually a national political story, mm-hmm. and it should be labeled a national political story. So you have the the, the left now kind of targeting the right, and the right target. Yeah, it's going to go on forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> In perspective. All right. Uh, international preserving the children's shoes found at Auschwitz. Oh yeah, this was. Um Really interesting. So the March of the Living announced a global campaign with the Auschwitz-Birkenau Foundation and the Auschwitz-Birkenau Memorial to preserve thousands of shoes belonging to children, most of them Jews, who were murdered in Auschwitz concentration camp. So these shoes are starting to decay. Okay. And um, so they're investing all this money in the conservation to save these shoes because it's a memo- It's sometimes the only thing left of these children who were okay. murdered. Okay. So, um, you know, it's a lot of money. I worked at the museum and learned a little bit how about do, conservation. How, how, what do they do? Do I they re-leather it? My guess would be that they would find a, a product, a chemical, for in like a conservation, conservation sort of like science um that would preserve the material as okay. it is rather okay. than re-leathering it. Okay. okay. But, yeah, just to keep it from disintegrating. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so it's... Um, and I would think you also maybe if you put in something that was, like, airtight... Yeah. ...that the air would not get to it because the air is what's going to deteriorate over the course yeah, of the definitely. humidity, non-humidity, and, like, dryness yeah, so and all safe that stuff. storage as well. Okay. But yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, top five trends in kosher travel for 57 to 83. Oh, this was interesting. Um, Very. To see, you know, more people are traveling now. And uh, this article is kind of like tips for how to best travel. Um, well, you know, definitely book early. Yes. Um, the increased cost of travel. Uh, co- travel oh, is, everything's gone up, true. so travel's gone up. But um, get travel insurance. Because okay. now, we, now we know. I think about the people in 2020 who are like stranded, like, you know, or had to cancel a trip and didn't have it insured. So they say buy travel insurance. It's worth it because you, un- okay. you could end up losing a lot more. All right. So increasing popularity for Sukkot programs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so some people are going away for Sukkot. Yeah, and Passover May- too. Well, definitely Passover. Yeah. People definitely, lot, most people, if they're going to go at Passover. So you leave, let's say it starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. You leave on you know Sunday, get there Sunday. Um, then it's like you know seven days and then eight days and then um, you don't, you don't have to clean your house. Mm-hmm. You just leave and then go to this place and it's all ready to go for you. And then you come back and you can go right back in. Well, I went nice. on one, one time it was in, um, I think it was in Connecticut. Okay. It was right across the, 
right across from the New York. Um, and um, so the last night after sundown, they had like a big pizza party. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And then everybody left like the next day on Sunday. Okay. So I drove back Sunday. Okay. That sounds like that's a good yeah. program. Yeah. So think about leaving for yeah. Passover now. If you're oh going to, like, Passover's coming up in um, probably March. Yeah, book ahead. Right, That's so what it's now uh, September, October. Yeah. yeah. You know, they talk point. about in- increased cost of travel, and right. I was trying, there's a conference in Denver that I wanted to go to that's November, and I was trying to buy tickets, like, three or four months ago, and it was a $600 flight wow. round trip, which is what I paid the last time I visited Paris round trip. Right. And I was like, to Denver? My God. Uh, and then, so I was like, wow, like costs are really are increasing. But then I looked the other day and it was $150 and it, I already have scheduled over it. So I can't go now, oh, but okay, I was okay. like, how did this happen? How did I miss this? <laughs> so keep an eye. This is my yes. team. Keep yeah. an eye on right, all your right. flights. You can set Google alerts for flights and okay. changing prices. Okay. You know, start doing that, especially if you want to travel for Pesach. Um, Israelis lead international hunt for innovative cancer treatment. Well, this is great. You know, Israel's always on the forefront of medical technology totally. and, and um, scientific development. And they're, you know, working s- with some um, RNA research okay. to, to really try to combat um, cancer and create a successful anti-cancer immune response. Hmm. And um, it, there's, a, there's like a group of people um, called Cancer RNA. Okay. And they are working together, this like consortium, to... to to try to treat cancer, I think. And it's, it seems like it's taking some really, really positive steps. So I would think in the next five to ten years, they'll probably be able to, uh, to cure it, I would yeah. think. Once I mean, they target it. Yeah, especially with, the, with, the group, with this group, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, they seem to be doing a lot of really good work. It's interesting. There's a, like a little photo, and you can see the cancer. Um, those are cancer mm-hmm. s- cells, I guess mm-hmm. they would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a 3D illustration of what a cancer cell looks like. Oh. So I guess the cancer cell is in your bloodstream, and then it attacks the cells. Attacks your cells, yeah. Yeah, and then it takes over those cells, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. That's mm-hmm. how cancer. And start. so, and so that's like um, target the that RNA and response. Stop that. Yeah, it can can um, stop that from happening. Okay. Um, the numbers are in. What's in store for Israel's population? Uh, we are currently at so about I don't know about four or five years. ago, I think the population is about five six million. Now it's like ten million. Yeah, it's getting close. It'll be, they said 15 million by the end of 2048. Okay. Yeah, and 10 million at the end of 2024. So that's... Next, not this next yeah. year, the year after. after. They've got, I mean, they've got, I, you've got to think some of that's, you know, Ukrainians coming in. People um, from all over the yeah. world going there, too. Yeah. Yep. So they definitely have a big uh, housing shortage there because of all these people coming mm-hmm. in. Where are they going to put all these people? And they a good number of that. Olim, too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, uh, Masa, M-A-S-A, Israel Journey, uh, releases a report revealing long-term Israel programs as key to Jewish community. So back in 2007, I was contacted by Masa, M-A-S-A, um, which is uh, through the, uh, I think, the Prime Minister's Office and the um, Tourism Bureau there. Okay. And they wanted, they, they, they were calling all these Jewish journalists from all around the world. To come there, this is when Massah started, and, okay. and introduce us to the program, mm-hmm. take us to different universities, what they were doing, how they were doing it, and uh, I went. And a number of things happened besides just the program, 
But that's a whole other story, <laughs> several stories. Um, but I had a great time there, and I came back and I wrote about it and uh, talked about it over several times. And uh, so they think that, you know, first it starts with a Jewish education mm-hmm. and, you know, sending your kids Jewish education. Then it starts with overnight camp. Mm-hmm. Then when they're at a high school, they can do like a gap year in Israel or go through this Massah program or even study in Israel. Yeah. Um, cause they want people to stay there and they want people to study there. Now, a lot of people will just go there for your study and then come back, mm-hmm. do a gap year there. And then they go to college and all that, which is good too. Yeah. Um, but it has been increasing and they, they found the more like a birthright program in high school and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and the more people go to Israel, the deeper their connection is to Judaism and deeper their connection is to their community and right. the more you get involved in the community. Yeah. And like you know, a prolonged connection too. you know, yeah. it doesn't, it's not something that fades away. Right. Exactly. Trip to Israel exactly. really cements that. Yeah. So uh, two thirds of long-term Masa MASA alumni regularly participate in Jewish community programs or events. Mm, there it is great. right there. Yeah. That's 67.5%. <laughs> All right. Uh, social page. We have several uh, announcements, and you wanted to talk about the Justin Binnick Tomic got his uh, doctorate. Yes, I, as a PhD myself, who's writing my dissertation, allegedly, if my advisor's oh, listening, I'm alleged. allegedly writing my dissertation <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, uh, he said he got his PhD, and I, I always like to celebrate when someone actually gets it, because... Boy, the closer you get, the farther away it seems. Is that you know? true? Yeah. Like, I'm writing my dissertation, and I feel like I'm never going to be done. And yeah, You will get done. Yeah, so, you know, it it's always nice to... It might be a year from now, but yeah. you will get done. Yeah. But it's nice to see, you know, somebody somebody actually living the dream. And he's, to know that and it can and happen. And he's getting hooded. Yes, that's his hooding that's, ceremony that's right hooded, there. Yeah, hooding ceremony right there. Get all those fancy robes that you get to keep and you pay thousands of dollars for. Do you, do you, well, when do you wear those when you're not getting hooded? Well, if you're a professor and <laughs> you're at an institution, you would probably wear your regalia for like opening. So like if you're wherever you're teaching okay, next. Okay. So like when they have like their opening day or okay. whatever, or like um, graduation, you know. Um, I had a professor who who said he only kept them on campus because he never wore them. And I was like, that's fair, because it would be weird if you did. Right. Like, if you, you just wore it to class campus. one day, like, you look like right. a what Hogwarts you, professor. How about, how about if they went to, like, Kroger in them? That's <laughs> <laughs> so arrogant. Or Costco. So arrogant. Or Costco. <laughs> right? Showed like, up at Costco. Hey, 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 yes. how you doing? Right. What's, oh, I'm just wearing my, you know, my PhD, yeah. you know. Unnecessary. Like, but it's nice it's nice that he got, uh, <laughs> he, he's living the dream. And there's a couple of marriages, mm-hmm. uh, Eliyahu and Zipporah Markin, mm-hmm. and Megan, Stacy, and Micah Goldfarb. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations to all. Yes. Mazel tov. All right. So we have some more uh, color and contest entries. And so we like to run, you know, I started this in this Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Now you will see this across the country. And I actually get papers from around the country, and you'll see them doing this. And now... They're probably picking up that we run these for several weeks. Mm-hmm. We get all the entries on, on entries in and run them. And there's some really creative ones. Yeah. You, you have to give it to the kids. They did a really good job. Um, you can kind of tell the age, you know, 7-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds. Um, they get a, pro- a lot better. Yeah. 
And uh, our coloring contest is my favorite time of the year. Well, which about on page 16 is Winnie the Pooh? Yes, Winnie the Pooh by Jack D, age 11. (laughs) Uh, I have been the strongest supporter of this piece. This is my favorite piece out of all of them. I don't decide the results of the coloring contest, but Jack, if you're listening, I want you to know this is my favorite. (laughs) It's adorable. I like the one to the right, which, which is Tabby K. And there's Happy New Year, and uh, there's a table mm-hmm. with a uh, with an apple on it, and mm-hmm. slices of apple and some honey. And then underneath the table, you'll see a little cat mm-hmm. with his tongue out. What's going on there? <laughs> what an apple. That? What is that? <laughs> is that cat like that? He ate too many apples. Yeah, and he's, he's like just a little he's got sick. his tongue. He's got his yeah. tongue out. Or could, no, that's definitely a. Cat, not a dog. I think it's a cat. Yeah, it's a cat because you can tell. Even by the, the cats the wanna. Even the cats wanna have a sweet New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then there's a couple more on mm-hmm. page 17. Lots of good ones. Have a good New Year. They were actually pretty. I really, I they're love. Very creative. Whenever, so we have one. We have a coloring contest for Pesach. For Rosh Hashanah and for Hanukkah. You do, yeah. And they are my. Fa- it's my favorite times of the year. Okay, I just so love that's all going to change. That's all going to change starting in a couple of weeks. You know why? Why? Because of the kids' page. Oh, that's We're going right. to have coloring contests every week. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's right for our, for our activity pages or um, word finds. Uh-huh. We'll have to talk more about that. All right. So on 18, I reran my editorial because my photo didn't run the first time. I don't know why. We ran your signature, though. <laughs> that was so. <laughs> so <laughs> I got so the photo instead of the signature. That's true. Looks like I got like a little tan on the forehead there. That must have been after kayaking when I was, <laughs> was back from kayaking. All right. So we go to partial of the week, mm-hmm. uh, which is Deuteronomy 31.1 to 31.30. And so um, we don't really, we don't read the Parsha. We read the Parsha this Shabbos, mm-hmm. but for Rosh Hashanah, it's a different Parsha's. It's the Akedah, right? That's the second day. Mm-hmm. First day is, I for, it was just the other day, and I've already forgotten what it was. Well, we definitely will all read about Rosh Hashanah in the first weeks mm-hmm. of the year and then picking the fears and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so Moses is still leaving. Mm-hmm. This is almost the end because you've got this week and then next week, and then he kind of he, he dies and he mm-hmm. leaves. He's now imparting to Joshua, um, like, you know, what it is to be the leader, yep. what it takes, what you're supposed to do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he's, like, like, imparting that, that. Yeah, poor Joshua. Well, you know, it is a very stiff-necked people. That's true. We'll I, say that. I always feel bad because Joshua, he gets one book where they come in and they're like, yeah, we conquered the whole land. And then what happens next? The book of Judges. Where, like, the repeating theme is, like, everyone did what was cool to them. And it's just there's no laws and everyone's awful. So, so as, as all my friends will tell you, my favorite line of the uh, of the whole Torah is when um, Moses goes to Hashem mm-hmm. and he says, just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kill me so, now. He says, just kill guy. me. I can't deal with these people. It was when he was about to hit the rock and and. Yeah. and and he and he gets in mind, right, yeah. and and he hits it twice, and mm-hmm. God says, just because of that, yeah. you're not going to the land because right. you hit it. You didn't believe in me, mm-hmm. and just you just I told you just hit it once, mm-hmm. and you hit it twice, and then he's like, just kill me now. Yeah. I just 
I feel like that's I the just, apt response. Because then, not only then, but God's like, and guess what? Like, you're not going tomorrow. Like, y'all are going to spend 40 years yeah, together. 40 years together. Eating the same food every day. <laughs> no, they had different food. They had quail. Quail. And, and mana. And mana. Mana. Do you know what Do you know what mana means in Hebrew? No, what? It means what's this? Is that what it means? Mana. What's this? Yeah, what is this? And that's the like the joke. The, the biblical authors were making a joke because when it falls from the sky, they're like, What's this? And so that's what they call it. Isn't that great? <laughs> All right. Uh, so we move on to from the pages on page 20. All right. right. Uh, each week, Jewish Bicentennial, each week the American Israelite will print one milestone related to the history of the Cincinnati Jewish Committee over the last 200 years provided by the Cincinnati, Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial Committee. Each milestone weaves Jewish history within the greater context of our community's development and our country at large. 1989, Marison Hall is dedicated on the campus of HUC, Hebrew Union College, to house the study of ethics and contemporary moral problems, provides a multi-purpose auditorium and conference room. And that's still there to this day. The, the auditorium and conference room. Yeah. I don't know how much studying of ethics There's and not contemporary much moral okay, problems there are We need to get some study building. of ethics going on get over there. Over there. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. All right, 150 years. I like this first one. 150 years ago, I had items. Victor Hugo's works are reported to have brought his publishers to bankruptcy. So he wrote um, Jean Valjean, uh, Les, yeah. Les Miserables. Yeah. About, he, I think he, that was him. I think he was, he was caught stealing a loaf of bread to eat, mm. and he was thrown in prison for like many years. Mm. And uh, and, he follow, and then he becomes this, you know, he gets out, he becomes this rich man, but the guy, the original police officer, knows who he is. Ah. And he keeps watching him, and then it also weaves a lot of history through the book sure. about the French Revolution yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it's more historical than anything else, too. Yeah. I haven't read it, actually. Is you read it? Yeah, I, sure. I read it, in, it was part of my French. Oh, when sure. I, you get to read it in French. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, so you want to do this uh, Henry Ward Beecher. This is a note that the American Israelite ran about Henry (laughs) Ward Beecher. It says, Henry Ward Beecher owns dogs and writes twaddle about them for the New York Ledger. (laughs) So this is one of my favorite parts about the old (laughs) issues, like 150 years ago. They They are so snarky. I love it so much. But, yeah, so it turns out that – Henry Ward Beecher was a Congregationalist pastor who was an abolitionist but was more famous for an adultery trial that took place in 1875. His affair was outed publicly by his own sister, Isabella Beecher Hooker, who was an advocate of free love, which her brother opposed. She saw his behavior as unforgivable hypocrisy, so in her own weekly newspaper, she outed his affair, and he ended up having to go on trial. Oh my. So then I looked up, you know, like, what is this that he's writing about dogs? <laughs> I said, the dogs to which the Israelites writers refer are unknown, but the quote, which is perhaps tacitly referenced here, is the dog was created specifically for children. He is a god of frolic. <laughs> and I don't know if that was it, like, just if, if Wise <laughs> and his editors saw that and they were like, that's twaddle. <laughs> but that's twaddle. <laughs> but they threw some shade. Oh, humbug. Threw some shade at uh, old Ward Beecher there. All right, so 125 years ago, a card to friends. On behalf of my family as well as for myself, I hereby thank the many kind friends who have remembered us with congratulations and good wishes upon the Rosh Hashanah. They are too numerous to be replied to individually, but as we regard the Israelite as a personal message from ourselves to each and every one of our readers, 
We hope that this will be deemed an acknowledgement of our appreciation and gratitude. We trust that the year just begun, which is now, will be one of prosperity, health, and happiness to each and every one of them and to all of you, and that we may all be here at its close to greet each other once again. Nice little closing line there. Rabbi Isaac Marowak. Oh, you like this oh, the jottings. Did. Yeah, they found so under jottings, they they had just um at this point they had just uncovered a 1500-year-old m- mosaic map of Jerusalem at Madaba, which is in Jordan now. Okay. Okay. Um and it is the oldest cart- cartographic representation of the region, especially of Jerusalem, and it dates to about the 6th century CE. Um, so it was probably made for a Christian church there, probably a Byzantine church, and they found it because they were about to build a Greek Orthodox church over it. Uh-huh. Uh, but now they, it's been restored and conserved, and you can see it. Um, and there's there's pictures of it on the internet if you're interested in seeing cool. uh, 600 B or CE how they Very were looking cool. at um, Jerusalem. A uh, hundred years ago, the Ur of the Chaldean, Chald, Chald, Chal, Chaldees, Chaldees, Chaldees. So this right. is where they think. So the, in a hundred years ago, right, Ur, they thought, right, right. Abraham, they Abraham came out of Ur. There. Yeah, because it says he's from the land of Ur. Right, right. But so they this article in the Israelite from a hundred years ago is talking about how they were about to go excavate Ur. Okay. And, un, you know, disappointingly, it's not the Ur that Abraham is from, but it is one of the oldest okay. Sumerian city-states in the world. Um, and it dates to about 3800 BCE, so very old. Wow. And it's really important for learning the history of the area at that time. So, you know, full of tablets and all sorts of good stuff. But um, they were really hoping that they would find, you know, Abraham's left sandal or something. What do you so think their houses looked like back then? Um, well, there's some speculation. Wood, mud. D- probably mud. Brick? But Maybe some there's bricks made speculation. Out of like yeah, baked bricks. Okay. But there's some speculation that you would have had. No, like, um, you would have probably done more entries through the roof than through the sides. Okay. Um, but that that's hard to say because, right. you know, it's hard to find them. But there's a couple of places that date to a little bit earlier than this where we think that they would have come in from the, s- from the top because it would have kept everything cool. Okay. If, you know, okay. so... But it, it was, I mean, it is, and well, it's desert. It's hot. Mm-hmm. So it's in the desert. In the, totally in the Middle East, it's house. very hot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's a really fun, and you can see pictures of the excavation from 1922 right. online. Cool. All right, um, from 50 years ago, we have uh, hot bagels uh-huh. ad, and open daily from one to uh, seven to eight, made and baked on premises daily: plain and onion, pe- sesame, pumpernickel, garlic, salt, poppy, raisin, and eggs, mm. and Bialis. 7378 Reading Road, Cincinnati, 45237, John D. Marks, Jr. Making a good salt bagel. You like oh, those salt bagels? salt bagels? Oh, gross. <laughs> salt or pumpernickel, it depends. On oh, like really? Yeah. yeah. But salt bagels are the best. I, I like poppy. That's good. Also good. All right. Um, in um, also bar mitzvahs 50 years ago, Mr. and Mrs. Richard Roth, Richard L. Roth are happy to announce the forthcoming bar mitzvah of their son, David Allen Roth, David Roth, on, uh, and that's not to be confused with the guy from uh, David Lee Roth. I was going to say David uh, Lee Roth. From, uh, from, uh, Why do I want to say Duff Van, Van Halen. Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. Um, on October 7th at 9 a.m. at Adith Israel Synagogue, Relatives and friends are cordially invited to worship with the family and ten kiddish following services. Mm-hmm. David is the grandson of Mr. and Mrs. Benjamin Weiss, Mr. and Mrs. M. L. B. 
Bar- Bartell, all of Cincinnati, and Mrs. Lewis, Mr. Lewis Ross of California. All right, also, Mrs. Robert Litwin, 2664 Vera Avenue, announces the forthcoming bar mitzvah of their son, of her, her son, Scott Howard Litwin. Scott Litwin, uh, the son of the late Mr. Robert F. Litwin on Saturday, October 14th. So this was, uh, his was the 7th, this is the 14th. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday, Saturday, October 14th at 9 a.m. at Ohio Shalom Synagogue, 1834 Section Road. Relatives and friends are cordially invited to worship with the family and attend the Kiddish following the services, no cards. Scott is the grandson of Mr. and Mrs. Sam Kaplan and Mr. Mrs. Jacob Litwin and the late Mr. Jacob Litwin. All right. Well, a belate, a very belated mazel. Yeah, mazel tov on your, uh, on your uh, uh, bar mitzvahs. All right. Jews in the News and also to Andrew's history. Um, October 5, 1941, Louis Brandeis dies. Mm. Uh, retired U.S. Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandeis, the first Jewish member of the high court, dies at age 84 in Washington. His embrace of Zionism made its support more acceptable among American Jews. Through his friendship with President Woodrow Wilson, he helped secure U.S. support for the Balfour Declaration in 1917 and the British Mandate of Palestine in 1922. Brandeis visited Palestine in 1919 and inspired the Palestine Economic Corp. So there is a university named after him, yes. Brandeis University. Yeah, good school. And the yeah. other things. Yep. All right. Shea uh, Renee Soup Stew Harbingers of Autumn Flavor. Boy, this pumpkin soup sounded really good. Bob always does, does such a wonderful job. It does. Yeah, looks pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a swordfish stew as well. When I do eat meat, it's fish. And uh, this one I might have to head over to Chez Renee for. A good swordfish is hard to cook. It is? So, yeah, you can. it can I be too tough I, if I'm, you grill it. Oh, but yeah. this is grilled, and it's got, like, a fall-flavored stew with it. So well, they're, they're from France. Mm-hmm. And fr- the French just have ways of cooking oh, yeah. that are different, and they just... Really, it's tasty. Mm-hmm. Very tasty stuff. All right. Um, so, this is not the first, but this is introducing yes. the American <laughs> Israelite Kids page. And this is from Parsha Vialek, Word yeah. Search. And this is done by yours truly. You. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you didn't do that. I didn't do I did. it. I made, you did I it. made a word search based off of this week's Parsha. Yeah. And so we'll occasionally have a word search. We'll have, we uh, have contracted with a woman named Shari Perry, mm-hmm. who does awesome, um, like search, fi- search and find. Well, um, and also designs and stuff and, and designs. Yeah. And so, so we're going to have a kids page and uh, children who, who complete it right, right. Uh, can send in their finished puzzle, a picture of themselves and their family, and a short bio to be published as a pro puzzle solver in an upcoming issue of the American Israelite. And it gives our address. Yes. So you know where to send it. Yeah. But, no, that's good stuff. I yes. can see, look, I can see when, when herit- inheritance. Inheritance. Oh, inheritance. It's down at oh. the bottom. There's a guide. That's my first one. So I, uh, I love making puzzles. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, I know the you stories. You might have to make one for next week. That's since fine. We yeah, <laughs> I can heard do that. Back from our can, cartoonist. I know the stories pretty well, it so it's fun to. All right. Uh, so on occasion, we do get products that are sent to us. That's right. And then we do a review of them, mm-hmm. and that's what you will find on page twenty-five. And we got some uh, some wine. Good kosher wine. Buzz Mango Moscato. 
That one that one doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> it sounds good to me though. <laughs> I, I love mango. That's Who true. doesn't Mango's like a good mango? Flavor, but does it belong Who in wine? Well, you can always mix it with like a little club soda and make it like a spritzer type of a deal. That's true. Yeah. You were I saying you wanted to add some vodka. Yes, I said the only way I would Throw drink it is to strain it up with some vodka. Okay, and you Couple also have ice cubes. Seagal winery oh, yes. and it's um Nate Ma- Native or Marawi. Marawi. So these two are bottled in um, Israel and come from uh, really old, really well-established wineries over there. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were really interesting. Oh, they make some great wines in Israel. Oh yeah, Uh, world world renowned and and award winning. Yeah. So this was this was fun. Uh, Fun to write. I'll I'll get back with you all on how it tastes. Yeah. As you as the person who wrote the review, as the person who wrote the review, (laughs) I'd love to know how they taste. All right, we get to uh, death notices. Death. Yes. And uh, so uh, Shirley Shore Nee Willen, age 95, passed away September 21, 2022, the 25th of Elul, 5782. Uh, and Shirley Wertheiser Nee Hamilton Rowan, age 90, uh, September 26, 2022, first of Tishrei, 5783. I knew Shirley Wertheiser. Okay. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. She was friends with, and she's, she was friends with uh, um, Redefiner. Well, we'll, I know we'll be running her obit in the next. Yeah, I think ne- next And issue. she had an amazing life. Well, she it also, so she ran this one place. I think her ki- her son or sons are involved in Downlight products, Down Decor now, okay. I think it is. And I, st- I, they used to have a store and I have a big stadium coat. That I wear for Bengals games. Oh, it's nice. like, I mean, it's a big, you know, big like yeah. going on in uh, like the Antarctic <laughs> stadium. Co- I mean, it's huge, and it's and it's full of down. Oh, that I sounds mean, nice. It's really comfortable and really really warm. Uh, I wear it in the winter, but I have two of them. I have like a, a, a like a navy blue and a and a uh, like a like a more like a slate gray type okay. that I wear in the winter. Oh, that's awesome. And I still have. They still. I, they're really great items. Really, really yeah. high quality. Yeah, really nice. So thank you to Shirley. And uh, to Shirley's passed away this last week. And uh, may their memory be for a blessing. That's right. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, Larry Josephson, a New York radio pioneer with uh, late love for all things Jewish. Yeah, this was he was um, he ran um, a radio show out of New York okay. that was uh, pretty progressive and pretty crazy. Um, he was often um, seen as kind of the forerunner of people like Howard Stern. Okay, okay. Um, but he he had so he worked at um, WBAI in New York City, and really was the expression of the counterculture during the Vietnam War. He was a hippie. Um, yeah, he was. But he definitely found his his Judaism and his love for Judaism later in his life, and and really leaned into it. So his daughter, um, you know has a, a section in here where she talks about, you know, him coming to that in his later life. And it was just a really, a really sweet read of remem- her remembering her father. Oh, we're, you know, radio has progressed. I used to have a radio show on WCKY years oh. and years oh. ago, many years ago. And now we're on yeah. doing our own our podcast, which right. is fun. The, the new, like the, the new, new wave radio. of radio. Yeah. All right. Um, so, and finishing up the paper, there's a couple of items we want to talk about. Yes. Um, there's an ad for your vote count. This is that congressional the, uh, forum. Congressional election forum. Mm-hmm. That's so today is Thursday. It's coming up Monday. Monday. Yep. 
Um, there's a meet and greet at 5.30 to 6.30, and then this uh, starts at, I think, 7 to 8 is the in-person. You can get, register, go to Facebook, uh, to Cincy, C-I-N-C-Y, J-C-R-C. You can actually go to, or go to Cincy, J-C-R-C, mm-hmm. and there'll probably be a link there, too. You can also watch it live on Local 12, too. Exactly. If you can't make it, yeah. you want right. to stream it, you can do that. All right, and we also have an ad for the Mayors and JCC, which is for the March of the Living, which will take place next. Actually, this is incorrect. It should be, it says April oh, 24th to May 2020. It should be 2023. So we're going to have to change that. that. That'll be fixed and rerun mm-hmm. again as a make good next week. Okay, so Ted figured that one out. <laughs> On air, too. I don't know how. Don't so I, I didn't notice that until no, now. No, me neither. Me neither. Um, but it should be 2023. It's mm-hmm. next year. So we have to get a hold of them. We'll get some sure. data in there. And they've we'll got information again. sessions coming up, too. So we'll make yeah. sure we have the right dates and times for that. So well, the first one is uh, next Monday at yep. 7 p.m. So this mm-hmm. is... Coming up next year, so if you're thinking about it, it is it is current. We just need to change the date on that. We'll get a new ad in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, um, October 3rd, which is the same time the, the, uh, the uh, Congressional Forum is happening mm-hmm. at the Marison JCC. Then Wednesday the 12th at 7 is virtual, and Thursday, October 27th at 7 p.m. at the Marison JCC. So you got options. Yeah. All right. So we need to put this on... Um, Shell's desk, so we get that fixed. All right, we get to bad joke (laughs) of the week. Okay, so this is from the Encyclopedia of Jewish Humor from Biblical Times to the Modern Age, compiled and edited by Henry D. Spalding. Just because we've been married for five years doesn't mean you can take me for granted, sniffed the neglected wife. Why, I'll have you know that when I was young, I could have married a real caveman. Naturally, said the husband, when you were young, that's all that there were. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's cut that off. That's my favorite part of the week. (laughs) The bad joke of the week. (laughs) Love it. Okay. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, We will be back next. Actually, we will not be here next Wednesday. We'll be back next Thursday. And you'll be back because uh, our next our, our next podcast will be here the fall fo- next November in November because she's still on uh, uh, leave. Oh, good to know. So she'll, I'll be here again next week. We'll be here next Thursday. All right. And Wednesday is Yom Kippur, so All I right. will be fasting and everything. And then tonight I'm going to the game, so I'll probably be in late tomorrow. So just giving everybody busy, an update on where I'm, weekend, what's happening, you know. <laughs> and then I have security patrol on Saturday, Sunday at the do the sukkah. Monday, go to the thing, you know, blah, blah, you know, busy, busy, busy. Very busy. All right. So uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you so much.